It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are hanging out with Lori and Julia the night after bowling, so we've got to get an update. Lori, what? How did it go? How did it go? Oh, you guys. You guys. Well, the very first game was so bad. It was so, so bad. I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I bowled a 107. Oh. Just Oh, that is Julia, Terry. Painful, painful, painful. And then, then, you know, some good music started coming on, and I told my team, I said, let's, I'm going to give myself a pep talk right now. You know, you guys, we're all bowling athletes here, and they just. I looked at me. That's that's your term. That's the term. And anyway, then the second game I did bowl my average. And the third game, I bowled a 157. So I had, you know, two decent games. Yeah. But I've been bowling only one good game out of three. So I think my little pep talk helped me. I think the French fries helped me. My big ginger helped me. My pep talk helped. <laughs> but we lost, like, all the points. Was was this a big factor, too? Aim for the arrows. I'll never forget you teaching me how to bowl. Just point, just look down at those arrows and put your middle finger out towards it and lift your arm up in the air. That's exactly right. It worked right. once. Yeah. It worked, it worked once. once. It worked. <laughs> it worked like a charm one time. Yeah. But, oh, uh, gosh. We're in the third, third, you know, it's three-thirds. Oh, in bowling. Okay, so you're in the last. We're in the last the final part stretch. of the year. final stretch. Ooh, the final stretch. Of the that's longest right. season final in all stretch. of sports. And then, um, you know, pretty darn close to the bottom of the pack. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Well, like you said, yeah. you started out so big the first year taking home the gold. Yeah, there you go. It's hard to keep, <laughs> no, it's hard to be number one all the time. And then, oh, here's a little, I don't know, like, it's tittle-tattle, I guess I'll call it. So at the bowling alley, they have something called, <laughs> you can... You can chat with other lanes. Oh, you told me oh, this. Oh, yeah. You okay. told me this. So it's kind of a way to yeah, raz each other. Raz each other or whatever. And I only chat with one other team, the guys, our guys, the cute guys. And, um, <laughs> you know. And all the other teams that are listening, sorry. Well, no, it's not. But they're the, the, we've known these guys. Yeah. One of their guys used to be on our team. And so we, and, you know, anyway, so I, I always, you know, send them like, you know, we're just down here talking about Playboy, um, Pamela Anderson, and what a damn delight you bleepers are. You know, so just stuff like that. And then, like the second game, there's people that can come and bowl at Tuttle's that aren't in the league. In the league, because sure. we're not a full league anymore. And so this guy was just sitting down and he sent us a lane chat. Now, I didn't look at the lane, so I thought it was somebody that we knew. And my answer that I gave back was Viagra. I can't even remember what the question question was. 
And uh, I think it's, all things point up. I, yeah, I think yeah, what's the secret to your bowling success? And we're like Viagra, you know. And then, then my friend is like, you know, it's that creepy guy sitting down there alone. Oh, weird. At you know, and and everybody's message boards are flickering. He's sending everybody a message. And I'm like, no way. You know, and then we got a couple more messages, but we just ignored it. We were like, oh, my gosh, what have we done? I mean, it felt like eighth grade. Totally. Like, oh, like don't grade. look over there. Don't, don't look, look over there. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> don't make eye contact. Remember that? And I don't even know if it was that guy because sure. then some girl came and sat on his lap. And I thought, I don't, you know, I so I don't know. My friend said, no, that was the lane. That's You're making it all up. And you've started something by answering Viagra. When in doubt, that's a good answer to just about say, anything. Just a blind answer. Yeah, you don't know anything that's going on. <laughs> oh, you're funny. You know, the other day we got an email and we posted the video, um, I think on Tuesday. Yep. And it was sweet. It was a, a woman who listens to our show who won tickets to the Minnesota Wild and was sending us a note to thank us for the tickets. Oh, yeah, because that game was just like uh, the 27th or something like that. Yeah. And yep. in, in her note, she says, you know, I drive around and my make my son, you know, listen to Lori and Julia. And he's like, oh, do I have to listen to your ladies again or <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever. And then that night it was like the best wild game ever with fights and everything. Oh, and it so- was. This, that, that game was against the Philadelphia Flyers. And there were three fights in the first period within a matter of like, a minute and 27 seconds, and the penalty boxes for each team had, I think, six players in each of them. It was a crazy game, a really cool game. So they happened to be there, which yeah, was awesome. So now the sun is a devotee. Oh. And I lost the email. Actually, I came to work today without my brief, my briefcase. My work, Julia? I know. Just, I know. I couldn't. Anyway, so the kid now. But anyway, he's he's, a fan. So whatever your name is, cheers. (laughs) We can't remember. Oh, good Lord. Didn't Grant post the video? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like Sarah Yoakum was the uh, sent it. Sarah sent it over, and Chase is her son. Thank you. Hi, Chase. We love you, Chase. We (laughs) are so excited you listen, Chase. You know, that's a casual I love you that you don't mean. I will never say that. You know, I'm just saying. the rules. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying that's a casual (laughs) I love you. That is a casual I love you. That's a casual I love you. I love you, Julia. I love you. Yeah. Uh, if you could only see the little heart thing that we're I'm doing in here. It all. Um, it all. Rihanna else? had her, you know, press conference today uh, in Phoenix. Heck yeah. So we've got some of that. Neil Justin is going to come on and we're going to talk TV with him. It's been quite a while it, since we've chatted. It really has. And um, when we come back, though, this was not what we wanted to read today, but it was a. Life well-lived and kind of an amazing life. So when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Okay, here's some testimonials for First Equity Mortgage. We hope you do business with whenever you're thinking about anything to do with your mortgage Um, and home planning. This is from Justin, and he says, This is the third time I purchased a home using VA benefits. David knew this process inside and out, and with his help, this was the smoothest purchase I've ever experienced Thank you so much. A 10, 10, 10, 10. And then here's, an, here's another one. And you do have to know what you're doing with a VA loan. Of, co- of course. I mean, that is like a special uh, Some thing. extra details. Yes. And really, whatever kind of loan you're doing, um, you know, we've learned like a lot of big banking institutions are no longer offering mortgages. And David has been doing it with his company, First Equity, for 21 years in this market and been a part of the MyTuck family for years. So we hope when all your needs in now or in the future or your kids or your cousins or your parents, whatever it is, 
Call for Equity, 763-251-8000. Burt Bacharach, legendary songwriter and composer, has died at the age of 94 what years What a good old. long life. Oh my gosh. I, I was reading the New York Times obituary and what an incredible life. Unbelievable. I had no idea. I mean, I guess I didn't even realize he wrote as... He did the music, Hal David did the lyrics, but I didn't realize he was... There were so many so songs. many songs. So many. It's kind of like our 60s, 70s, and then some in the 80s. And then he was revived again in Austin Power movies for younger people in the and, 90s. And, and I learned that Mike Myers was inspired to write Austin Powers while listening to Dusty Springfield croon out Baccarat and David's The Look of Love on the radio. Mm-hmm. And, and here we go. This is what you're referencing when the, the parts from all the Austin Powers okay. movies. Mm-hmm. This is so random. So last night we had been talking about Dionne Warwick. And you were talking about the new collab with Dolly Parton and Dionne Warwick and um, about this HBO special that um, came out last year. And it, don't make me over. Yeah, it came out in December on CNN. Yes. And mm-hmm. and then I think HBO's picked up a lot of CNN because they do a lot of deep dives into music. Okay. And um, I started watching it last night. And the beginning of her career, she won um, at Amateur Night at the Apollo and she was a backup singer and was hired by Burt Bacharach to come in and do some backup vocals with her, and it was three other women, and she just stood out. And they started this collaboration that would go over years, and she has an amazing story. We'll get to her later, but really, she is the voice of so many of his songs. You know, um, I Say a Little Prayer, um, I'll Never Fall in Love Again, this, I feel like, was the soundtrack. Yeah, Walk in our, On By. Yeah. She, and so she had times. a range, and she had a presence, and she was so gorgeous. But anyway, these three, Hal, the lyricist, mm-hmm. Bert, the pianist, and composer, mm-hmm. and then um, Dionne Warwick. It's, it was pretty amazing. He was on TV specials in the 70s. He was so handsome. He was married to Angie Dickinson in the height of police. wife, yeah. Right, in the height of police woman. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And she was the one of I think the most beautiful women in the world, and then well, but, he was married to Carol Bayer Sager, was his third wife, mm-hmm. and they won an Oscar for writing the theme for Ar- Arthur. Mm-hmm. So that was like his second Grammy because he won. A, I mean, an Oscar because he won an Oscar for Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head with he and Hal from Burt Bacharach from Sundance Kid, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Right. I mean, he had everything. He was just a Tony. He was an ego. Yeah, he had an ego and not an egot. Yeah, not an egot. He, Which is surprising. Well, he didn't. He probably there was one Broadway thing that he did called Promises, Promises, but it didn't didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. But he won six Grammys. Excuse me, three Oscars. Right. Wrote seventy three songs that were top forty hits, and more than a thousand people have recorded his songs. Uh, along with Hal David, he got the Library of Congress Gershwin Prize for popular. Song the first time the Gershwin Prize was given to a songwriting team, and he had seventy top forty singles. That's amazing! It's just wow. really amazing the the songs. You know, the look of love, walk on by, say a little prayer. I'll never fall in love again. Raindrops come out all in my head. Close to you by the Carpenters. On my own, Patty Labelle, Michael McDonald, Arthur's theme, magic moments. I just don't know what to do with myself. And on and on and on. It's- and and one less. Um, Amazing. Bell to um, one less bell to answer, which you know, fifth dimension. And then Barbara Streisand and Dionne Warwick mm-hmm. have all sang very well. I mean, there was never a decade when he wasn't popular. 
Yeah. I mean, for like for 50 years. And his he was music. so hot back oh, in the Oh, very handsome. I he mean, was, my word. He, he was, was named to people's most uh, sexiest, like in, you know, like the 1990s or whatever. Yeah, he was a very good looking man. And he played at um, Glastonbury. Glastonbury in 2015. He did, was the, he played the piano while people sang some of his mm-hmm. songs. And he came in on a few verses and. He was, uh, you know, 2015, if he's 94, so he was like, you know, 86 or, seven. Six or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it just seems like, I mean, how is that? How is that? Possible? He was everything. Yeah. You know, you know, who is who is that young gal from American Idol married to? Um, she just had the babies older. He was the housewife's husband. The music, New York Beverly Hills housewife's husband. Oh, David Foster. Foster, yeah. So he kind of is, he was before David Foster. You know how David Foster is music produced yeah. and done so much for so many people. Burt Backrack was like that before him. Yeah. And his songwriting partner, Hal, they were together for a very long time. And then it came time when something was up and Burt Backrack just didn't want to write this next album with them. And they kind of had a, a thing for a moment, and Hal sued Bert back in the 90s, yeah. early 2000s, and then they made up. Right. And he paid him, and he just said, I was burnt. You know, I just didn't want to do it with him again. Yeah. He he was drafted in the Army in 1950, and he was in Germany. He played piano and co- composed music for dance bands. And Vic Damone was stationed in Germany, and they became friends. And after they were both discharged from the Army, Bert played piano for Vic uh, Damone. Damone, is that your I don't name? even Damon? know. For three years in 1953, and then by the mid-50s, he started to make a name for himself and was hired as the conductor for Marlene Dietrich's nightclub act. And they toured all around the world, even though she couldn't really sing. Um, But they bonded, and they traveled the world basically um, for a couple of years. And then by the early 60s, he decided he wanted to start um, songwriting, and it was when he was touring with Marlene Dietrich that he met Hal David, mm-hmm. and that was the he wrote one of the first hits was "Magic Moments" for Perry Como. I mean, this goes back. And then in 1961, <laughs> he met Dion, and the uh-huh. three the three of them. I mean, it was a diamond encrusted mm-hmm. golden era for those three. Mm-hmm. It, it, he did. He also composed and arranged the soundtrack for Casino Royale. And he wrote The Look of Love, which mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think her name is Jackie DeShannon recorded that. And and then um, he they wrote the songs for the musical Promises, Promises, which was on Broadway in 68. And um, he wrote that they longed to be close to you, that the Carpenters oh, yeah. recorded. Mm-hmm. And Why do you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. 
That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yes. He was a bona fide star. He was. Like you said, he was he in was. all the televised musical specials. He was in the specials. 70s everywhere you'd look, and he was always sitting behind a piano, kind of like David Foster kind of did in the odds, you know? Yeah. He really... He really was something. And he, uh, they, he and Hal wrote On My Own for Patti LaBelle, like you said, and Michael uh, McDonald. And then he wrote That's What Friends Are For for Rod Stewart. But by 1985, five years after he and Deanna had the breakup, she then they recorded That's What Friends Are For with Elton, Stevie, and Wonder and Gladys Knight. Yeah, you know, Deanne Warwick... Okay, because is is Bert a big part of her huge. documentary? Yeah, I would think huge, so. Huge because that's her start, kind of. But she, you know, you brought up Marlene Dietrich. So Dionne Warwick, all I remember is her crabby resting face when she was uh, in studio with us. When I told her, asked her if she was the aunt of Whitney Houston, and she's her cousin. Yeah. So started off on the wrong foot. Yeah. Um, but she has such an interesting. The documentary is so good on HBO, and really. She was a star. I mean, just to look at her beautiful and her high cheekbones and her oh long legs, gosh. she just yeah. looks stunning. And my Marlene Dietrich took her under a wing that she met through Burt Bacharach when she was performing in Paris with Burt and took her to all these designer houses oh. and made her buy. She says, you need to wear designer clothes. And so she started wearing designer clothes and she just was on the cover of everything. Mm. And she... um she was an early AIDS activist, Lori, the first musician yeah. Yeah. Dionne Warwick was. And she um, donated the process, pro- profits from That's What Friends Are For in 1985 single to the cause, which amounted to more than $3 million in 1985. Wow. Um, so yeah. she was on it really long. And we started out this segment playing Elfie. What's it all about, Elfie? Mm-hmm. Now, that movie's been made twice. First time with Michael Caine, the second time with Jude Law. Yeah. And her version of Elfie, Bert wanted her to sing, but so many people had already recorded it. And she's like, fine, I'll just do it once, but I'm only doing one take. And it was the one that made it to the hit. that's cool. Because she could just do some things with her voice that no one else could. Yeah. And he loved her. I mean, they really had a good good thing going on. And um, I just... Please watch this because yeah, you'll I'm love it. Because it was so funny because we literally just talked about it yesterday and we're back it's all over it. Yeah. There's a good Elvis Presley story about Dion Warwick. I'll tell you later on oh, the show. Good. I know. Good. There's some good stuff. When we come back, we've got Neil Justin from the Star Tribune telling us everything we should be watching on the Tuber Escape. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia on my tech. All right, everybody. It's Lori and Julia here. It's February. We love Chanhassen Dinner Theater. It's to our go-to for all things fun. What's playing right now? Okay, so what's going on on the main stage is the Tony Award-winning musical, The Prom. This new Broadway show, it checks all the boxes that we think of when Chanhassen. It's fan- there's fantastic singing, dancing, costumes. It's a contemporary show based on a true story. And while it's one of the funniest shows... There's a really sweet story of acceptance that will bring you joy. We have our tickets. You're not going to want to miss the prom. I can't wait. And also, if you're planning ahead for March, Kicking It Irish, featuring the O'Shea Irish dancers, is going to be at the Chan. A fun time for the whole family. Um, they do a lot of tribute concerts. They've got Cat um, Stevens coming up, Rod Stewart, Joe Cocker. So many more. You can look at their calendar. Stevie Ray's Comedy Fridays and Saturdays. Visit ChanhassenDT.com. Chanhassen and Dinner Theater is always entertaining you. We are delighted. We have uh, the Star Tribune's media and TV critic with us, Mr. Neil Justin. Hello, Neil. Hi, Neil. 
Hello, how are you? We're good. We're doing pretty good. There's a lot of nice good... Nice to hear your voices. Yeah, you good, yours too. Good to hear yours, and my gosh, we are... It's a Lollapalooza of good TV out there. Uh, if you say so. <laughs> we do say so. We, we I say, love you, Neil. We have so much to watch. <laughs> Tell us what... No, that's true. It's, it's, it's kind of incredible. I was just thinking the other day, I mean, when I was a kid, you had three channels, mm-hmm. uh, and then Fox came along. And we watched crap. I mean, we just watched because something was on. Right. Right. Uh, and now you've got, you know, on any given night, 800 choices. It's it's kind of an amazing time we live in. It really is. What What are you watching and loving right now? Well, I think the last series that I, I really just adored was Shrinking. Uh-huh. Um, the new Jason uh, Seagal uh, show that has Harrison Ford in it as well. And, and I just thought that was... Absolutely terrific. Have you guys seen it yet? Yes. I've, yeah, I've watched We're like maybe three two or yeah. three episodes. I liked it very Love. much. Yeah, it, it's got a real sweetness to it. Uh, Brett Goldstein, who's in Ted Lasso, who plays kind of the egotistical soccer player, was one of the co-creators of it. And it's got kind of that same sweetness that Ted Lasso has. Um, you just feel good watching it. And I... uh, So I, I'm really impressed by that. And then Sort of on the other end of the scale is sort of a tearjerker show, Dear Edward, from the guy who gave us Friday Night Lights and Parenthood. Um, that's uh, pretty good if you, if you want a good cry. That's on Apple TV, uh, and, and, and that's pretty terrific, too. But, uh, yeah, we're off to a good start this year. I would agree. Okay, so Dear Edward, I watched... Okay, you finished shrinking because you probably get the whole series in advance. And Dear Edward, do you have the whole series, or do you just have two in? I just watched the first four episodes, maybe. Okay. It's good. It's on Apple Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oops. Yeah, My Joey, watch is yeah. talking. Yeah, Joey's watch is talking to us. He wants me to try again and do better. Right. <laughs> the story of Lori. Lori's telling me that every day on the show. <laughs> uh, there's a new series that debuted last night, Not Dead Yet, on ABC. Yes. Um, what you think? That, that's kind of a fun sitcom. This is the Gina Rodriguez yeah, and she's a really talented comic. It, it's, again, she sees dead people, and she learns a life lesson from dead people every week. It, it's kind of a lame plot, but she's pretty funny at it. And it's got guest appearances, you know, celebrity ghosts like Martin Mull and uh, some others that uh, Mo Collins, who's from here. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of fun. It, it's nothing super great, but if you see anything halfway decent on network TV these days, you get a little excited. Yeah, that that is right. true. We got kind of excited when we watched a couple episodes of Accused on Fox. Yeah, it's not thought, bad. It wasn't bad. Um, it it it's a clever idea uh, to sort of take the Law and Order model, but see it through the eye of the defendant and have a different story every week. And uh, I think that's well done. It's it from uh, one of the guys who gave us Twenty Four, and, and he knows how to, you know, keep a suspenseful pace going. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed that. And, and one thing I'm plugging that kind of surprised me that's right up your alleys um, is the new Jennifer Lopez movie, Shotgun Wedding. Oh, stop. Oh, it's st- really funny. Oh, stop. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm oh my- not. I oh, know a lot yeah. of critics don't like it, but I can't st- it's the first time I think she's been funny. <laughs> okay, maybe I have to I'm rewatch. Perfect. I hated it, and I love all rom-coms. It's not a rom-com. What? You- it's not. Sure it is. No, it's there's so There's romance bad. and there's comedy. What? <laughs> 
Okay, you What's really thought that was you really thought that was funny. That's so funny. I did. We would never. I have did. Thought I know that. a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought she was really good in it. It's got a great cast, um, uh, and uh, it looked good. And I, I thought it was really. It, it's what you want from a rom com, and like I said, I don't expect her to be funny. I expect right. her to look good, um, and sometimes be kind of smoldering, like she was in Hustlers and Out of Sight, but. This was the first time I thought that she was willing to be goofy. All right. Am I going to have to? I'm not watching again, Lori. You have to watch it now because Grant's watched <laughs> okay. it and really liked it. I watched it and I thought, oh, this, I don't even know. Yeah. And all right, we'll give it a shot again. That's so funny, Neil. That's the least thing I'd expect you to like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of here too, but I, um, maybe I was just in a softy mood. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> what are you thinking of um, uh, Poker Face on Peacock? Love it. It's fantastic. And and for those not familiar with it, it's uh, Natasha Leone is um she's sort of a detective. I mean, she's on the run from the mob and she just happens to stumble into a murder every week, but it's very much like Columbo. Yes. If you like Columbo, you're going to like this. And you know who the killer is at the beginning and then you figure out uh you follow as Natasha Leone's character uh unravels the mystery and it's got great guest stars. It's really clever. The, the the clues are really clever. It's kind of shot in the way Columbo was uh, and Murder, She Wrote, and, and some of those old series. It's kind of a wink and a nod. It's a guy uh, who did the Lights Out movies, Rian Johnson. Is that um, how you say his name? We series. didn't know if it was Rian or Ryan. We didn't know. Okay. I'm not sure that's right, but I said it with confidence. You so, did. Uh, I, maybe that means I'm right. But <laughs> you are. I think it's really clever. It, it's a real throwback to the old detective series where uh, it's really uh, uh, smart. Mm-hmm. And they're all done in an hour. Uh, Columbo, most of those were 90 minutes. Um, so it moves pretty quickly. Uh, but she's great, and she uh, I just love it. And I think it, it's a series for people that miss those old-time Murder, She Wrote right. and Columbo and, and those old series will really, really like it. Yeah, I we all of us, all three it. of us gave we it the it. thumbs up. I want to ask you, and I know it's in its second series, and it doesn't doesn't ever seem like it gets a lot of buzz, but it is such a good show, Your Honor on Showtime with Brian Cranston. Are you yeah, a fan? I haven't watched the second season yet. Does it hold up? It it does. It's got a very good twist. Rosie Perez plays uh, an FBI agent who gets the, your mm. aunt, gets him out of jail and wants him to turn on you know his best friend and the Jimmy Baxter, the mobster. And I, I don't know. I just think it's a terrific, terrific show. I'll tell you why I've been resistant to watch that, and I was resistant to watch Better Call Saul, even though both uh, get great reviews. Breaking Bad was so fantastic. Uh, It was the perfect television show, one of the greatest of all time. And Cranston was maybe the best performance that's ever been on TV. And I always feel like anything that's even close to that show uh, and I know Your Honor is a completely different plot, mm-hmm. but it's still this guy trying to get out of this mess. I'm resistant about it because I don't want to ruin that perfect experience I had with, with Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Well, we do. I don't even we see do. Walter White, though, you when don't. you watch. I, I, he's so completely Michael Desiato. 
that there's no, you don't even think of Walter White at all. Physically, he yeah, looks I just so gotta, different. I, I just think to myself, okay, I should watch the second season of Your Honor, or should I go back and watch Breaking Bad all over again? I don't know. I mean, only you can decide, but are you telling us you never watched Better Call Saul? I have. Okay. Um, but I didn't so watch good. it religiously, and I know people think it's it's this great, great series, and I don't think I've been fair to it, and, and I will go back and watch it in its entirety. I, mm. I sort of would come in, I'd probably watch, you know, like three episodes a season just to see what's going on, but I don't think I've given it the proper respect it, it probably deserves, and, and and I will go back and do that at some point. Why? They, uh, yeah, if your boss is listening right now, <laughs> he or she is lifting their eyebrows, Neil. <laughs> licking their eyebrows? Not licking, lifting. Oh, lifting their eyebrows. <laughs> I thought you said licking their eyebrows. Well, if they're licking their That's eyebrows, it, it, you're going to have to figure out what that means. <laughs> Yeah, I said if, if I had a boss that could do that, then they should be somewhere else. Uh, that sounds like an incredible gift. Yeah. Neil, what do you make of um, Yellowstone? Yeah, the Yellowstone, Yellowstone drama in 1923. What do you think? I wasn't a big fan of the Harrison Ford uh, uh, prequel. Um, he looked bored. Uh, but I tell you what, the, the Sam Elliott one, was it 1883? Yes, that was so great. Uh, boy, that's terrific. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that one feels like a real old-time Western, uh, you know, out on the trail and all the different enemies and so on. And, and Sam Elliott is kind of the tough John Wayne type. Um, that one really, really captured my attention. I've not had that feeling yet with, with 1923. Or, quite frankly, with Yellowstone. Um, but I think it's great. It, it's it's a great vehicle. Again, these kind of, for people that like uh, Westerns and, and sort of a, a slower-paced drama that's got some scope to it, it, it's terrific. And you're getting these great actors like Sam Elliott and, and Kevin Costner and Harrison Ford and maybe Matthew McConaughey mm. is, is going to come and, and join that family. Uh, it's great to see these actors who, who may not be getting juicy roles in movies anymore uh, having a chance to come to come to TV. And I, I can't stress how much fun Harrison Ford is in, is in shrinking. Yeah, he really uh, is. You know who it's else? It's really good to see him do comedy, straight comedy. It is. And, and you I'm know who else seemed to be having how fun? How good he was in Working Girl. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Working Girl, so handsome. Remember when he takes oh, yeah. on his shirt and starts being, you know? And he's got great comic timing. Yeah. And I think, you know, he... He, he, he's tried to do it a few times without the success he had in Working Girl, uh, but he can do it. And I think uh, when he finally hangs up the fedora and uh, realizes he can't be punching his way uh, through a movie, maybe he'll do more of these. I, I certainly hope so. Yeah. We really got a kick out of um, Sylvester Stallone chewing up the scenery in another Taylor Sheridan show, uh, Tulsa yeah. King. Did you like that? It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's not as good as some of Taylor Sheridan's other stuff. It's a little hammy. It is. Um, Stallone doesn't prove he's you know he's not as uh, good in this as say Creed and, and some of his other uh, other movie work. But he's fine, and it is fun to see him play this character and be a little bit looser. Yeah. It definitely shows his sense of humor, but. Um, it's okay. I mean, I don't quite buy that he's going to take over this whole town in like an afternoon. <laughs> but uh, he's trying. He's uh, trying. It, it, it's fun to see him. I, I don't know. Once that novelty wears off, if it's a series, uh, I'm going to you know watch for years and years. But, um, again, it's good to see a guy like that 
coming to TV. I'll, I'll be interested to see Arnold Schwarzenegger has a series coming up. It'll be interesting to see how he adapts to that. Yeah, we kind of we kind of were getting- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Getting a kick out of Sylvester Stallone. I, I just thought he was yeah. kind of funny, fish out of water. I kind of really, we kind of really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Neil, can you hang around? Or do you have to go? Sure. You have to go to work and find that lady who can touch your eyebrows. <laughs> that that would be something. I that is uh, that there's your there's your talk show guest. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. That's Neil Justin with the Star Tribune, and we'll be right back. Lori and Julia here for Ann Tressler and her team at Tressler Law. We've asked Ann to provide us with some tips for people who are going through divorce. One of her tips is to do your homework. Ann, what do you mean by that? When you're going through a divorce proceeding, I tell my clients to remember that knowledge is power. Start by gaining all the basic understanding of your financial situation. Everything from your bank accounts, your retirement accounts, your investment accounts. If you own businesses, start gathering that information. The more information you can relay to your attorney, the better. This is the one thing you can do to prepare for this process. Also, do your homework when you're hiring your attorney. Find someone who is a knowledgeable resource and focuses solely on family law. Make sure you trust and like your attorney. They will be the one guiding you through this process and you want to be able to work well together. And this is why you guys offer the free divorce one-hour consultation. The more we can educate you and help you understand the process, the more you're going to feel control, the more you're going to feel empowered. And when it comes to knowing your attorney, this way you're going to get to know us. To learn more or schedule your free one-hour divorce consultation, visit trustlerlaw.com or MyTalk keyword divorce. We have um, the delightful Neil Justin with the Star Tribune on with us today, and uh, we're talking TV, all things TV. Neil, you know, have you been watching Chelsea Handler on The Daily Show this week? I have been. Isn't she good? She's good. I mean, I think all the hosts have been good. Yeah. Uh, I And I wrote about this. I, I think they're making a mistake, uh, uh, sort of delaying naming... A full-time host. It's sort of become a comedy showcase for, you know, established comics. I don't think any of them are going to actually take the show. You don't think she um, wants it? I, I don't. I, I think she's making too much money touring. She's okay. already done it. Uh, you know, last night's show, or maybe it was the night before, she had a roundtable. You know, that was very reminiscent of, of of the format she did when she was on E with Chelsea lately. Uh, I think it's probably a gig for a young, new face, uh, if it's a gig at all. I mean, I don't know if you need a daily show anymore, but we'll see. I mean, I'm looking forward to next week. Sarah Silverman will be on. Um, Liz Winstead. And, but they're kind of handcuffed by the format a- as well. You know, Chelsea has gone and, and made it her own kind of thing. I'm sure Sarah will do the same thing, but... 
to me, it's sort of uh, delaying the inevitable. And by the time they decide what to do with that show, people might not care anymore. Okay. Well, um, I hear the basic and, audience. You know, I think Ch- Chelsea Handler, I think, has is, is become... Um, I found her, her act for a long time to be kind of one note. Um, she's been digging a little bit deeper lately. Not her recent special, but the one before that, um, I thought was really sharp. And so I'm interested to see where she goes. If it's, you know, last night she went on a on a rant about uh, why she doesn't want to have kids. Right. I've seen her do that before. It went on too long for um, me, personally. I like comedians that grow and, and, and take on new challenges. Yeah, that part went on too long for me. But I feel like she's she's sharp, and she's she was all over CBS Morning News the other day saying, "I really am ready for late night. I'm in the mood for it. I want to come back." So I felt like she was laying the groundwork, like I want this job. But I I don't know anything, obviously. Yeah, I, I don't know if it would be the Daily Show. She's not terribly political. I mean, right. Uh, uh, I mean, she could be, or they could change. Don't call it the Daily Show anymore. Call it the Chelsea Handler Show. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure uh, people want to go to Comedy Central right now. I mean, it's not doing that well. Right. It's not the channel it, it once was. But it, it does seem like she would have been a good candidate for CBS. Um, but it doesn't sound like they're going to fill no. James no. Gordon's spot with the talk show. They're going to do a game show there. And I don't know what the thinking is there. Money. Uh, it's cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money. 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 And um, it's too bad. Um, I mean, I love me a late-night talk show, and it would have been fun to see a woman um, in that position and maybe a, a young, talented comic like a Taylor Tomlinson or somebody coming up or even a veteran like, like Chelsea Handler hosting that. But um, I think there's room for another network uh, late-night voice out there. Yeah, I agree. We love our late night shows too. Is there any good comedy coming coming to the Twin Cities that uh, you want to give us the heads up on? Well, I'm doing a story, and it, it's going to run next week on Chad Daniels, who is that's a terrific comic, and uh, he'll be at Acme the first week of March, and uh, he he's tremendous, uh, um, and and kind of unknown to a lot of people, but he's probably Minnesota's. Well, he is Minnesota's most successful comedian, and uh, and his shows always sell out at Acme. So uh, this is a good time to to get tickets uh, tickets for that. Okay, but I will tell you, you know, people should take a chance on some of these open mic nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not always great, but you're going to see some up and coming talent at, at places like Comedy Underground and Sisyphus and and Acme, and a lot of them are free. Uh, so I encourage people to to go out and give it a shot. We, we because love. we can again. I because know that can. was something I... that we we really did miss uh, being able to go. And we have such uh, we have a lot of riches as far as like places to see comedy here. Yeah, it really is one of the best comedy cities in America. And uh, you know, obviously the big winter act being the House of Comedy at the Mall of America. But there's a lot of other uh, slightly smaller clubs mm-hmm. and. Um, that that are just terrific and lots of lots of great new talent out there um, that that's popping up all the time and uh, uh, it's very it, it's a great time for stand up and I think people uh, came to appreciate stand up more during COVID because they watched a lot of stand up specials on TV yeah. yes and I think clubs are going to benefit from that uh, because I think a lot of people. Uh, 
got introduced to stand-up and are, are now going to want to go out and, and see these shows live. I, I'm, I'm, I vote, so it's Chad Daniels. I'm writing that down thinking, let's go find some tickets I Neil, I don't suppose you're up on all the shenanigans happening over on MILF Manor. <laughs> no, that, that one, uh, I'll leave up to you two uh, to deal with that. You know, they never sent me a screener of that. I was I was curious about it, but I guess I'm going to have to catch up uh, catch up uh, later. What yeah. am I missing? And, and just I, a lot of deeply uncomfortable situations. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I like that. I, I will tell you that I'm kind of excited about the next season of Survivor because we have three Minnesotans that will be competing. Really? Wait, wait. I don't think that's ever happened before. Uh, so... Uh, that's a reason to go back and watch that show. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't watched that show in a while, um, but um, the fact that we have three out of the eighteen contestants uh, grew up here, um, that, that that's a that's a reason to to uh, go back and visit Survivor. Okay, when is that on? When does the next season start? I think it debuts next month. Oh, okay. Gosh, I haven't watched it. Um, My dad has never stopped. He is yeah. like the loyal yeah. Survivor guy. Watches every season. It's kind of an amazing TV institution. I mean, uh, you know, it's not the phenomenon it was, but it still must be doing pretty well uh, for it to still be on the air. So God bless them. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Neil, thank you for spending a half hour with us. I know, and, we appreciate it. And, has uh, it been half an hour? I know, we're sorry. We want you to come in studio next time. Okay, well, I didn't know you had special effects now. Wow. Oh, that, yeah, we do. You guys have really We've broke the bank over there. We'll pretend to lick your eyebrow, but from afar. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go work on that. All right, take Thanks. care. All you right. can read Neil Justin in the Star Tribune and follow him on Twitter at Neil Justin. We'll be right back. This is Lori and Julia.